Kawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster. Hipster. Where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and, and sometimes, sometimes other, other shit. shit. All right, stay in drag. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm feeling all right. That's good. Yeah. That's good. A lot of black stuff happening in the world lately. There's always a lot of black stuff happening in the world. There is. There is. But I feel like this week mm-hmm. it's extra. It's extra. Gosh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots to talk about. And we okay. don't often have a lot of time and we often go off on many tangents. Do we? I never heard just of a, such a thing. Just I, a smidge. Just a smidge. Just yeah. a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so first things first, I yeah. want to talk about uh, was it Tra- Tracy, Braxton. Tracy no, Braxton? I keep saying Tracy. It was Trina. Oh, Braxton. okay. Okay. The other sister. Yeah. Of, what's Sorry, that woman's Tracy. name again? What's her? <laughs> that's, Tamar? She's just, uh, no. No. <laughs> She's like a, she does something. She's I famous can't. for something. Really? You a gay yeah. black man? Oh, you act know like I, you don't know Tony Well, because Braxton. I know the audience is like, what are you talking about? You yeah, I'd I, I love me some Tony. You yes. shady. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but not Tracy, sorry Tracy, Trina Braxton. Mm-hmm. And I was watching TMZ last week, and it was this clip about her just kind of talking about how she loves Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And she does support the LGBTQ community, but she's not going to stop eating Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. It pissed me off, most especially because of the stupidity of stupid shit yeah. that came out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, it's, it's a vice. It's a vice. I know it's a vice. I know I shouldn't eat it. Yes. I should do better and support the LGBTQ community yes. and not support a company that is so clearly against all, them having rights, yes. them being able to get married and all kinds of other stuff. However I do, and I know I shouldn't, it's a vice. No, instead she's just like, oh, well, what is, like my, me not buying sandwiches isn't going to stop. Stop right there. Mm-hmm. That's where you're playing yourself. Because, yes, you not buying the sandwiches is going to make a difference. If yeah. everybody else like you actually did it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Money. Like, if all, right. If everybody who was just like, yeah, I love Chick-fil-A, best chicken, best waffle fries, Polynesian sauce, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do not support what they stand for. And I think it's foul. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting. And it's inhumane. So I am not going to like patronize that business and give them my money. If people actually did that and then they actually would see a difference in the dollars. Exactly. And then perhaps they would stop giving money to companies that support anti gay rights Mm -hmm. or companies that are anti gay marriage. It's ridiculous. The fact that she took this stance of like, Oh, like my measly, like, you know, little chicken money isn't going to make a difference. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's like, stupid. This is the whole freaking civil rights movement was based mm-hmm. on, right? Don't patronize businesses that hate black people, right? And if we all were to get together and do that, then we'd see the difference that it makes. This is true. It's insane. I, I wonder though, I feel like, because, you know, when I had, when I heard, the first time I heard Chick-fil-A, I loved it and I thought it was amazing. And then I heard about that they were not supportive of gay rights and gay marriage. And I still was like, I'm still going to go there. It's fine. It's still going to go there. But what, why? What went through your mind that you were just like, yeah, they hate me, but I'm going to still eat You know what? Because I think we hear, for me, I think 
it, you just hear so much crap all the time in the world mm -hmm. about this group and that group. And then I didn't think, I didn't realize how serious it was. I think when I, and then it didn't really affect me. It was just something that I heard and it stuck with me. I've only had their food maybe like four or five times, mm -hmm. but I didn't really make an active effort until I started hearing more. And I didn't go out and seek this information. I just kept hearing information. I would come across an article mm -hmm. and I still didn't know, even now, you know, I still didn't know to the extent of, what they were doing. Like apparently they support organizations which are very anti-gay and they give money to groups who go out and actively, not harass, but probably but harass. Like anti-gay athletes yes. and all that stuff. And I didn't know that and I think... And, I the, think, and the CEO like came out and said it years ago. And see, I don't know. And I think, I think most people, they hear it. Like I'll just speak for myself. I heard it and I was like, ah, whatever. And I didn't think too much about it. And then mm -hmm. as I've heard more, then I distance myself. I do not eat at the place, but I don't get upset when other people do. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm pretty sure that's going to change because I know how I would feel if an organization or a business was actively like, we don't like black people. I would feel a certain way about oh, it. But I think that was Chick-fil-A. They didn't come out and say, we don't like black people. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when they had the employees were wearing blue? to support the Blue Lives Matter movement uh, in response yeah. mm -hmm. to the Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. movement. That was it for me. Okay. That was my whole stance where I was just like, I'm good. I don't need to eat Chick-fil-A. And that was the thing. I was just like, here's the thing. Like, I have vices. Some of them are terrible. Fast food is a terrible vice. Yeah. And I don't eat a ton of fast food. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to go and like, you know, get some chicken selects or whatever. Like, it's not a good thing. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't need to add another one. So mm -hmm. I'm good. I don't need to ever eat Chick-fil-A. I'm good. Why add another vice if it also does harm in the world? Yeah. Like, it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. So, and, and fast food is disgusting in itself. So I was just like, yeah, I'm good. Well, I feel like everyone everyone gets to that point at a certain at different times and that some people don't get to that point like for me like mm -hmm. I said why did I continue you know the other three times to go to Chick-fil-A because I was like oh whatever and then I didn't realize how bad it was mm -hmm. and then it didn't seem to me yeah it just didn't seem that bad I think when I first heard it they don't like gay people I'm like a lot of people don't like gay people mm -hmm. what am I to do but like I join the club yeah join ah. the club it was like okay <laughs> and then now I think as an adult just I think with everything that's happening right now and people just being more what is it quote-unquote woke Mm -hmm. You realize, okay, what am I going to take a stance? What am I standing for? How am I going to, you know, to sort of make the small mark that I can? And mm -hmm. that's not patronizing right. certain businesses. Right. And not doing, yeah. And that to me is what it comes down to. Is that it's like people, basically what she was saying is, it's such a small mark. Why should I suffer for it? Why should I not enjoy this thing that I enjoy when it's not going to make a dent? Mm -hmm. And it's like, but that's the thing. Like, big things are made up of small things. Yeah. Like, so if everyone was doing that small thing and saying, well, it's not going to be huge, but I'm going to make my small mark, then all those small marks will make a big mark that will make these companies stand up and listen or understand that the people that would otherwise support them are not here for it. But I think to I think what you were talking I think I think to me I think there are a lot of people who don't who aren't educated about the issue and mm -hmm. like myself too they don't know to the extent of how much damage these organizations do mm -hmm. and but then I also think there are people who call themselves gay allies or black allies 
or, or whatever. But they aren't really allies. It, it's to a certain point. They don't hate gay people. They don't and hate they don't it. hate black people. Yeah. But they're not out here caping for you. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and and I think there are a lot. Of, and I think we. And I think they do that for groups that they themselves belong to. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do that. I think it's just not something that's really that important. It's it's not up in their face enough that they're really going to just be like, no, this cannot happen. Well, because a lot of times, too, it's like if it doesn't affect their lives directly. Exactly. And then even, especially, I mean, for everyone. Like, you can be a gay black man out here and just be like, yep, I'm going to eat my Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Because your day-to-day doesn't seem to be affected by what they do. But if you look deeper, it really is. When you talk about like lobbyists and how they influence like laws, mm-hmm. these laws that are being passed, these people who are getting into Senate, yeah. you know, who are getting into the Congress, who are getting into the courts. It does affect yeah. your day to day eventually. Especially so businesses. Need, it's money. You need to pay attention. It's crazy because, you know, just out working today and it was like I didn't even know there was a Chick fil A anywhere near Grand Central. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if there is. I just know I saw lots of people mm-hmm. with Chick fil A. And um, they could have walked the distance for that Chick fil A for all I know. I know there's one on like 30, near my, that near is 6th six. Avenue. Sixth that Avenue. is nowhere near Grand there Central. There must be one. That is not the I east thought there were only two in the city, but maybe there's another there's one. There's one downtown, like Fulton Street, like Financial District. Oh, so there's, they have the one on the NYU campus still, I think. Oh, they, I that, guess. that was the one that was been there for years, so the first one. So then there's at least three. Okay. Perhaps there's a fourth, because mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people near Grand Central with Chick-fil-A. And it's funny, because every time I saw a gay person with it, I was just thinking, oh, man. They probably you, don't like, know, You too. probably don't know. Listen, I was proud of the fact that I never had Chick-fil-A. I had Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. like, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. when we were in Philly. Because I mentioned, like, oh, yeah, uh, I've never had Chick-fil-A. They're awful. And then the people I was with were like, nope, that's where we're going for lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, in a car, and they're just like, no, that's what we're getting. Yeah. And they were like, think about it like this. It's not your money you're spending. And I'm like, no, this is awful. So that we got it, and it was delicious. Yeah. And then I was telling them about, like, the Blue Lives Matter stuff, and they were all like, oh, that sucks. And mm-hmm. I could tell they were bothered by it, mm-hmm. but not bothered enough to not eat it. And then I was just kind of like, you know, felt like, oh, why did I eat Chick-fil-A? Oh, they're awful. Like, I gave in. Like, I was mm-hmm. weak. And then um, it was literally the next week that I saw that TMZ thing. And then I was like, I'm never eating there again. Like, <laughs> it was like, if I gave myself a pass before, I will never allow myself that pass again. And that's good. It was like, they brought me right back. Mm-hmm. Like, no, girl, do not support us. We're just as awful as you thought we were. Oh, and I was like, I can't do it. Well, I I'm not supporting them anymore, even though I have not eaten there and I don't even know how long. I'm telling you, unless Chick-fil-A is just like, we've stopped doing all those things and we are now donating money to the United Negro College Fund mm-hmm. and like to Planned what's, Parenthood. Like, like, oh I was like, what's a like, gay nonprofit they could <laughs> Oh, there, there's tons. There's yeah. tons. But like, then I'm just like, I'm never going to support them if I it's, can help it. Like, I'm done. I'm not doing it. No. It's it's hard to look at your life. I think, not, I and mean, that's on a small scale, but you know, not even going to, that's a whole different conversation. I was thinking about us as Americans and the mm-hmm. way that we live our life and the things that we consume and the things that we put our money behind that mm-hmm. are harming lots of people in other countries that we don't even know about. And that's the thing. That's where, that's why I'm like, I have to draw the line somewhere yeah, because I know that unknowingly I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I know that there's some way I'm doing something that is harming someone. That's exactly. putting money in the pocket of some evil piece of shit. Yeah. So at least let me not do it when I know, when mm-hmm. I have control over it. Yeah. And 
it ain't that serious. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a drug company. It's not like, oh, this is, you know, the company that makes my birth control and mm-hmm. I need that. Mm-hmm. You know, my painkillers and my diabetes medicine and I need that. Exactly. No, this is like a fast food company. You don't need to eat there. Yeah. Like, you really don't have to. No. no fast food can be so tasty that you are at the point where you are at its mercy and you can you can't choose not to have it. Well, also fast food is just known for not being good. That's for what I'm you. saying. So That's yeah, exactly. my point too. Is that I'm like it's also a it's vice. Tasty, it's, it's not, like it's not good. actually even good for you. Yeah. So it's like if I can cut out something that's not good for me and not good for the world, then I feel like I double win. Exactly. All Damn. right. Listen, yeah. we got to move on to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. You being from Boston. Yes. Are you excited? I'm. Not ex- I don't care about no one cares. Well, Screw the Patriots. No, I wouldn't say, look, listen. <laughs> I grew up in Boston and I love me. I just You're I only just watch the Super Bowl. Like I get it, right? What? If if you're if you're winning, you're better than everybody. Then right, you shouldn't let anyone win. They should beat you. But it's just like. Are we not sick of seeing the same team? No, because my thing is, they're not going to always... When we were little, I wasn't watching football, but the Patriots haven't weren't winning 20 years ago. So it's like they'll have Whatever. their moment and they'll fade out and another team will come in. Whatever. It's like That's watching it Steph Curry and LeBron go at it every freaking year in the playoffs. It's like... Really? Oh. Are we not getting bored of this? Well, it will stop. <laughs> I mean, it, it will stop. Tom Brady's not going to play Well, forever. it will stop now because LeBron is... You know, not with Cleveland. That's what I'm saying. Michael Jordan. I'm pretty sure people probably said that when Michael Jordan was Michael was the GOAT, baby. Listen, you know that. Look, Tom Brady's the GOAT. And one of the goats, and people will say to him, to "Yeah, say, one of the not the same as the." Well, I don't. I'm well, I don't know saying. about football. I know that people consider Tom Brady to be one of the best best football players, <laughs> one of the best football players of all time. But people will hate, or people will say, "No, it's not." So Michael Jordan definitely had his. The people who yeah. were not feeling it. I asked people who were getting sick of seeing Chicago and now Chicago. Then it was like yeah. Chicago was the worst. So they'll so. have their moment. The Celtics weren't hot a while ago. Whatever. And now they're hot. But anywho, mm-hmm. uh, I don't care about the game at all. Yes. Um, what I care about is whether or not Gladys Knight is going to be singing she is. the national anthem. Mm-hmm. She is. And people have taken issue with it. Yes. Yeah. They have. What do you think about that? Like, what are your feelings? I don't know. I think I was just reading a CNN article and they were talking about it and how they were listing some of the things she had done before. Mm-hmm. Like she was support of the United Negro Fund. She was very much involved in like, um, I, I don't know if it was the ACLU or gay, LGG, <laughs> L, gay rights as well. I'm not going to say the whole thing. It's a lot of letters. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of letters and I can't <laughs> remember. You know, embarrassing. But yeah, so she had been doing a lot of things in support of minority groups before. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, well, she deserves to do this. I don't know. I, to each his own. I think she. I think her statement was sort of boiled down to, I want to bring people together. Right. Which I don't believe. Right. Um, do you get paid for that? We should look that up. If you get paid I don't to know. sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. I, I can't know. imagine that you do. I don't think you can. It's such a great opportunity it's, for you. Right. Like, it's like the performer. Like, the, the halftime show You get so much, um, get what do you call it? Publicity. Publicity. Yeah. So, and this is, they, they said this is the largest. But what publicity does Gladys Knight need? She doesn't, she doesn't have an album out. Yeah, and, and even if she did, this is not going to do a research. I mean, Gladys Knight is. It's no also not the best that publicity in that it's also controversial. Any, any, <laughs> I think for her, for a lot of people, I think at a, at a certain point in your career, Gladys Knight is a legend, mm-hmm. but it's harder than 
it's harder now for legends to everyone has their time in the sun. Right. So it's like Beyonce maybe in thirty years, she's wonderful, she's magnificent, it takes nothing away from her. You better not say it. But yeah, but people she's not gonna be as big as she is now. Share is not as big as she Beehive, was now. I just want you to know those were solely Stanley's thoughts. Look. I would never say such a thing. I, Beehive is coming for you. You are not going to bed tonight. Please, you, so you know, know what I'm saying. But dot all these people, Janet Jackson, all these people who were good and they're still great and they're still wonderful. Everyone youth is what we devour here it's in our bleeding. society. It's fleeting. And people, celebrities, they only have a certain amount of time in the sun. So she's going to fade out. Yes, Britney used to be huge. All oh, these girls, great. all the Michael, but all I these don't people. think Gladys Knight is doing it for relevancy. No. <laughs> I think Gladys Knight genuinely is just like, look, this is in my hometown and I'm proud. And that she's just not taking a stance on the football controversy. Like, that is just a hill she has decided not to die on. And, again, I think it goes back to the Chick-fil-A thing, right? Where it's just like, well, it is this highly controversial thing. So, with, with her, though, with this, I think it's tricky because, like you said, it's like she's somebody who she has, um, like, the credentials. She has the receipts mm-hmm. where she has put in that work and she has done a lot you know and she's been outspoken about rights and humanity um civil rights and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing so i think it just confuses people because then people are just like well then why would you Mm -hmm. get involved knowing what the issues are Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter if it's your hometown like there's a lot of things you can do to rep your hometown but the, the the super bowl like the the nfl specifically and it's just like with all this stuff that went down with Kaepernick and just with the players in general, I think that's why people are upset and people are, they're disappointed. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better word to describe it. Where it's just like you look up to her, so you expect more from her. And then I think where she's deciding to fall on the issue just doesn't seem right with people. Because then she also, like, you know, picked issue with, like, Kaepernick's stance. And it was like, okay, Gladys Knight, now you took it too See, far. See, I didn't know that. It's one thing for you to be like, I'm going to do this, and that's my prerogative. And I think people could have left it alone at that, but then it's just like, and this is the issue I have with what he's doing. It was like, okay, now, girl, you lost us. You lost us. Don't take issue with what he's doing. Well, I think there it is. <laughs> I didn't know this, and there it is. She doesn't agree. She doesn't agree. She doesn't agree. I think she, she doesn't, hold, it sounds like she doesn't wholeheartedly support the uh, the Black Lives Matter and what he's doing and taking the knee. Right. Not Black well, Lives Matter, but taking the knee. She doesn't agree. Yeah, she doesn't agree with what the players are doing. Yeah. Um, so how they're is. doing and what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so that's her opinion and that's her, it's unfortunate, but that's her opinion. But I also think it's not going to stop anything. It's not going to, you know, there are people who hopefully will continue to sort of make a stand and that's all. But again, is. that's the thing. That's what it goes back to, right? If, and... I'm trying to remember what I was watching who was talking about this. But they were saying, again, it comes down to money. They're just like, if people, they're like, this is, they're like, Gladys Knight and whether or not she's in the Super Bowl is completely inconsequential. Mm-hmm. They're like, all those people that fill those seats, they are the people that matter. All these yeah. people that tune in for all these sponsors, they were like, stop watching the games, stop buying tickets. Stop, you know, patronizing concession stands. They were like, when they stop making money on a large enough scale, then they will listen. Then they will give a shit. And that is so very true. Like, there's no denying that, right? 
And I just don't think that's going to happen. My, my, I, I know lots of black people watch, it's continue to watch voice. And I think, on, but I think too, it provides for them. It becomes my family being from Boston and my family just being in sports and from Alabama, which is also a big sports place. It's a way that they connect with their family. It's a, it becomes tradition. It becomes a way that they sort of decompress and they look forward to it. it I think it's not as clear cut for them. And, and unless they had people marching out on the field saying, nigga, nigga, we hate you niggas, then I don't think that's going to happen. It's I don't think It's unfortunate, though. And it's, the thing is, it's not going to happen. And unfortunately, it can't because then the player's livelihood is at stake, right? Because those are the people who are going to be affected the most. If all that happens, all you just do is, okay, well, the players won't get played, won't get paid. And there we go. They will play. They will play because they're not going to let that happen to their families. Mm-hmm. What I would love to see is all of the players just take a knee. Like, if everybody took a knee. All the players, black, white, Dominican, Puerto Rican, uh, South Pacific, whatever, all just say, no, we're going to stand in solidarity with our black brothers and take a knee. Every time another young black man gets gunned down by the cops or by some random person in the street, that they go, you know what, this game, both teams, we're going to all take a knee. Because the thing is, the taking the knee, it doesn't stop the game. Mm-hmm. But they were kicking the players out. They weren't letting them play because they took the knee. Yeah. It was like, so you're either going to let them all play the game after they take the knee, or no one plays. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then what do you do? I just That would be great, but... I but mean, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, too, because all those people in the NFL, they don't agree... It's not like they're all in agreement. Black, white, all the black players are probably just like, nah, this is some bullshit. They don't agree on that. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Is that the the solidarity isn't there amongst the teammates. Yeah, because we're all different people. And I don't think it's going to happen. We live in two Americas. Yeah. (laughs) But even those black people who I think they're, like Gladys Knight, she doesn't agree. And Mm -hmm. she's an example. She's still very much a black woman. And she's still very much about Black rights. Yeah, but... And she doesn't agree. She doesn't agree. And that's unfortunate. But I think that it's, it's partially because of what you were saying about your family, right? Where it's just like football, sports. It's entertainment that brings people together. And, you know, it's something that unites us. instead of And instead of using that as a platform for something that divides us, then people are just like, that's not the place for it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, well, well, what is then? It doesn't all always have to be on the political arena because that's just not how we live our lives. No, that's not how we live our lives. People right. are like, I come to, I come to, I watch my sports and I don't want any politics. Right. And it's like, but it's no. Just like, well, it's a part this of is our America. lives. You can't turn it off. Well, even if you watch the things that, it's just like, are you serious? The fact that that's not in our game, the fact that you watch, like, who was the first one of the first black quarterbacks? It's like, people don't think about those things. They mm-hmm. think it's just about numbers. No. Race is very much entrenched. We don't think about it day to day because it's already, what do I say, like the foundation has already been set. It is woven in every fabric and everything culture. that we do mm-hmm. in this culture. And if people don't realize that, then they're dumb. Well, you need to watch Amanda Seals' um, HBO show, mm-hmm. well, HBO show, um, her new special, I Be Knowing. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. I have to watch it. And she makes a joke. And that ends where she was like, Cap would have been like, oh, right up off his knee. That she was just like, 
they need to be singing the goddamn black national anthem is all nothing but Negroes on the field. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is true. Like, mm-hmm. why don't they sing the black national anthem and none of that shit? Mm. Ain't nothing but black men on the court, on the field. Yeah. Please, even Tiger done took over golf at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they That's need right. to be singing Lift Every Voice and Sing Up in that mug. Yep, Serena and Venus was ruling <laughs> tennis for a while. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, she, her special, it's funny. And she talks about a lot of stuff. Just her intro, and she's coming out, and she's just like, it's for everybody. Except, and then she just like goes down the list of all these people it's not for. Hold on, what, so her special She's like, for? it's not, if, if you're a pedophile, it's not for you. She's mm-hmm. like, if you're a racist, it's not for you. If mm-hmm. you like, just all these people aside, and she's like, if you're a hater, it's not for you. Actually, it's definitely for you haters. Like, <laughs> it's funny. It's really funny, but she talks about a lot of race issues. I mean, the whole thing is about race. Yeah. I mean, that's, she has a master's in African-American studies mm-hmm. from Howard University. So that's, that's what her world is. And, yeah, she has this whole bit about the Black National Anthem. And it's hilarious. And then she has this whole bit about... Oh, I think I was telling you a little bit about this. About people who are white. No, white people and people who happen to be white. So, people who happen to be white are people who understand white privilege. Mm -hmm. They do not think that being white just affords them or entitles them to being better mm-hmm. for any intrinsic reason. Mm-hmm. They understand that they just happen to be white, and with that came some privilege that they didn't earn or deserve. And those people want to, and for the most part, go out of their way to help people who don't have that privilege um, to, to have access to things that they otherwise wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then there are white people, people who just think that them having been white made them better, and that's how it's supposed to happen. That's how it's supposed to be. It's just a natural thing in the world. It is what it is. That's so weird. Um, entitled so weird. white <laughs> privilege. And she's so stupid. And she's like, girls who happen to be white. Hannah's. She's like, we call those Hannah's. <laughs> she's like, white girls. Becky's. And I knew it was going to be Becky. <laughs> like, I knew she was going for Becky. But she was just like, we all know her. Because we got to deal with her every day at work. And she's just talking about, (laughs) like, as black women, we change our hair a lot. And then Becky's just like, you know, she she couldn't tell who you were in the elevator. Mm. But she's not racist. (laughs) Um, But uh, to skip, uh, fast forward, she starts talking about when you're writing an email. Mm -hmm. And you always got to delete, delete, delete that first line. Because you want to go off. She's like, you got levels of, like, how black am I going to be today? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and I was like, it's so true. It is so true. I forget what the degrees were, but I know it, the scale was like from one thing to Nat Turner. <laughs> I was like, it's so true. It's so funny. Hold it's up. so true. <laughs> Did she say, though, about the difference between the Beckys and the Hannahs? Did she describe the Hannah in detail and the Becky? No, she, she went more into, like, Becky because mm-hmm. that was more tied into, like, your identity. Because she was basically saying, Beckys have basically been taught all their lives that the world is supposed to protect them. Mm -hmm. Becky is a princess. Mm -hmm. And we all have also been conditioned to protect Becky. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. Black women, black men, white men, Asian men, everyone has been taught and conditioned as they are growing up from a young age to protect 
the innocence mm-hmm. and the identity and the um, ego and, and feelings of white women. Mm-hmm. And so she was just saying, like, basically, like, you, you, you at work. And then it's just like, you got to temper what you do and what you say to protect Becky's feelings. Because <laughs> then she's going to be mad. She's like, and then it's passive aggressive, but they call it professionalism. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh, it's definitely. so true. And I'm like, I feel like that's definitely conversations that we've had over and over again. But then, you know what? Because I always wonder, how would those conversations go? Those conversations, some conversations couldn't necessarily go that differently. Maybe the language would be different if it was an all-black um, environment. Those conversations probably could be the same. And is that a result of us just growing up in this world? Like, No. I think those conversations are very different. Because I think, like, you might say to a black colleague, oh, girl, you trying it today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You would not say that to a white colleague. And then you know, you said that even you have conversations with your SO mm-hmm. where they say, like, well, why are you so angry? Or, like, why are you so aggressive? And you're like, I'm not speaking aggressively. And yeah. I'm not speaking angrily. Yeah. And that's a cultural thing. Yeah. Where it's like when we talk, we talk a certain way. And we speak that way to each other. And, and we, we gesture get there. Yeah. Yes. And we get it. Like, I don't assume you're being angry. Mm-hmm. Or you, right? But then, like, but and Becky you, is, like, scared out of her yeah, mind. She's like, I feel and like. She's, she's like, you're attacking me. Mm-hmm. And you're like, attack? I'm like, bitch, I didn't, like, you I didn't choke attack, you. Yeah. Right. You ain't heard you nothing You know yet. what an attack yes. is, girl. <laughs> exactly. That's how we respond. That's how we respond, yeah. <laughs> and then if it's just us, we'll be like, oh, you real heated right now. Oh, you feeling a certain way. And you laugh right. it off. Feeling some type of way. Yes. That like, is okay. a thing that. Black people and people from the hood say, yes. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone else in the world understands what that means. And I think it's a <laughs> lot of brown people because I feel like we have friends who are not black. Mm-hmm. And did they grow up in the hood? Well, some of them, yeah, yeah, some of them. And I think there's just a way of expressing yourselves, expressing mm-hmm. yourself. And we're used to that. And I think when you grow up in a city in an urban environment, and even my family, who's from Alabama, the backwoods. Somewhat similar. They express themselves very similarly. But I do think it's funny because every job I've ever had, anytime I change my hair, mm-hmm. people are just like, oh my God, I didn't know that was you. And I never get that from the black people. Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever. That's a, that's when I know I look different. When the black person is like, oh girl, I did not know that was you. <laughs> and they're like, oh. This one is good. But I always get that from everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what is that exactly? What is that? I think... It's and just, I know black women be knowing. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, just things you don't know. Because remember, we have Chanda. We had her... When she was telling us about her, we have a close friend, and she was telling her sister, they when they were very young, they went to school, and she just thought black girl, her black friend had grown her hair really long overnight. Right, but yeah. the friend was also telling her that. They were also oh, saying, like, oh, okay. yeah, our hair grows fast. Because I they knew her little Cambodian that. self didn't know. I didn't know so that. So, they, yeah, they were pretending. Mm-hmm. They'd get a weave and act like their hair grew. Yeah. But even still, like, oh, having, like, extensions. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. It was like, you saw me last week. And I had, like, a little pixie cut. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you see me today and I got braids down to my butt. You cannot possibly think mm-hmm. my hair grew that long in a week. Yeah, you see like, the little knot at the root. 
That doesn't, you didn't think to yourself, well, maybe it's something coming out that little knot right there at the top. All you would just think, I brain. know that if I know of wigs and that's fake hair. So it's like, that's not all your hair, right? Like, what did you do? That's to me. Like, if, say I didn't know what black women did with their hair. It's like, we've seen white women on television wearing wigs before. We know that's a thing. That's fake hair. Right. So I would think, okay, well, she has some sort of. <laughs> Contraption or the contraption? She has some sort I, I of not unit going on there, right? If it's a contraption, everybody better know that's a wig. <laughs> I don't care where it coming from. Well, it is. It is. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> yeah. But now, and, and then the thing, too, is that everyone wears it. I mean, we're not we're going on a tangent, but everyone wears fake hair, especially right. in the entertainment industry. It's like everyone's up on extensions and weave and wigs. Yeah. Right. Lace fronts. Nicole Kidman. Apparently, she wear good lace fronts. How so? Mm-hmm. I mean, she got too much money to wear bad lace oh. front. That would just be disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, well, Nicole Kim is a Becky. So, <laughs> <laughs> she is. She is. No, but it's it was just interesting. I mean, obviously, it's funny. It's a comedy special. But there's just so much truth in what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's what I do love about comedy. It's just like speaking that truth, but putting it in a way that it's funny. So it's, it makes it a little easier to digest, mm-hmm. especially if the joke is on you. Exactly. You are the person to whom this is. It, you're not the person it's for. It's mm-hmm. for us. But yes. you're kind of the butt of the joke. <laughs> it's directed towards you. You need yeah. to know about yourself. This yeah. is the stupid shit that you do. And That's, we're laughing about it. Yeah. But thank God we laughed about it because most of the time we crying about it. Exactly. <laughs> it's we're not tired of funny. talking about well, it. Well, because it's not funny. It's not funny. But, I mean, shit, if we can't laugh about it, then all we get to do is cry about it. And at some point in time, you need some levity. You have to You have to have that. That's all comedians. <clears throat> like, all, you, we laugh. You know how it is growing up in families where you joke about things that other people may say are inappropriate. Yeah, well, yeah. it's like being poor. Right? Yeah. Poverty... On its face, not funny. Mm-hmm. But I bet you a comedian who grows up in poverty has nothing but jokes. All comedians. I think every so single comedian. So much to pull from. So yeah. much material. Know that that's where the jokes come from. <laughs> you have to laugh at the hard parts. The difficult times in yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for all the Beckys out there, Becky, try to be more Hannah. <laughs> just just a little bit in your life, in your world. Try to be a little more Hannah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, mm-hmm. we will go. Yes, we will Stanley, go. Stanley, would you like to share your Instagram handle with the folks? Which, by the way, we've been super delinquent. I apologize, guys. In the last, like, four episodes, <laughs> we have not been given the information. Exactly. So, we need to get back to that, that we are doing. Stanley's Instagram is... Standard W. And mine is at Always Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And you can also follow us at Black. Black Hipster Podcast yes. on Instagram. Exactly. And you can always email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. And please rate this five stars on iTunes yeah. if you love us. Rate it anywhere you listen and it allows you to rate. Give us a top rating so people can find us and listen and join in on the fun. Exactly. Yes. All right. In the meantime, enjoy the beats. Yes. Bye. Bye.